Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is episode four of season 18 of our uncertain season. Um, and like the Brady Bunch, we're going to go around the room. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Afternoon. With me is Carl Campbell. Howdy. And with me, with me is Paul Christoph. Hello. And as you'll see from, if you're watching a video, you'll see that uh, a good a good two of us have computers capable of doing the Zoom background thing, and the other two of us don't. So full contrast. Exactly, more contrast. Yeah. So I'm currently in the spare room, which also doubles as the office, and my partner's yoga studio, um, and the music room where there's a piano and a guitar behind me. Um, uh, Kyle, you're... I'm also in the sort of office storage board game booze selection area. Very important. So, and yeah, it's a very multi-purpose room. <laughs> well, well, you know, you got to you got you got to use you got to use your available space effectively, right? So that's good. Exactly. And Jeff, where are you? Um, you mean in terms of the background, or we're physically in the house? Am I? Uh, background. Uh, the background. That's Barcade in New York City. Ooh. So craft beer and, you know, 80s, 90s arcade games, which is all I seem to play nowadays. Mm-hmm. Streets of Rage 4. Um, and Paul, where are you? Um, yep, given that we we're going to be talking about quarantinis later on, I thought Carlin was appropriate. That's fair. Probably a few of the people watching this will be able to pick themselves out in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> was that for a particular event? Oh. I assume so. I definitely recognise some of the faces. Like, where's Rosie? <laughs> oh yeah, I can see the hair. Yeah, the hair. But um, I'm sure there's. It must be for an event, right? I no, I forget. Like, I mean, I guess Carwin was always busy. I just you forget that like anything that has more than like a handful of people now seems busy. <laughs> it's true. That and and the the sad part is that I look I look at those I look at like the picture of Carl and it's like and it's like that um I remember the old days when we could actually you know, like go go to packed bars or we could pack bars. I don't remember. <laughs> that was years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep, surely. That's uh, bad. But but it it'll, it'll we'll get back to that eventually. As long as we don't start counting down the days, then we're we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit insane. So um, it's been two weeks since our last episode. We, um, the, one of the comments that we got from uh, one of our avid listeners was that we all have a good face in radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair call. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it worked out well. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, 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 proud to, I'm proud to have that. So that's why we give you the audio option as well. You can download it from all the iTunes-y things. Or this is on Facebook. Um, which is hilarious because uh, it takes took forever to upload. But well, it shaved yeah. a couple of hours ago. Yeah, I was just thinking you're all oh, shiny. Never seen me this cleanly shaven. No, it's it's well. How long does that last for? Well, I'm on the once every two weeks. Mm. Okay. So they're like, "Oh, you're trying to grow an ISO beard?" It's like, "No, nah, I just haven't shaved in a couple of weeks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of go the I shave when it's when it becomes annoying. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like growing your hair. Like it, it's fine when it's short and then it's really shit when it's in that intermediate phase and then it's fine again once it gets beyond that. It's the same yeah. thing with facial hair. And then, like, you know, the lip hair started getting, so like, okay, yeah. yeah, that's 
Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but once you push beyond that, then it's fine again. So yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. And I haven't had a haircut in like a couple of months, and this is starting to hit the. Uh, when you start having to do that all the time, it's like okay, this is a. Uh... I'm not sure what you're talking about, Paul. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Although Kyle, I swear you didn't have a mohawk when we spoke to you last. No, no, that was definitely in the couple of days after the uh, podcast that I decided <laughs> to do my dumb ISO haircut. <laughs> I feel like it's the ice bucket challenge stuff. Remember, remember how everyone was doing that at one point, um, and the now I guess the um, the ISO haircut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a toss up between this or doing the uh, the opposite, the reverse, Mister T, where you just shave the one line bed down off. the center, and then you keep <laughs> the hair on the other side. Oh, wow, that is actually yeah. terrible. Yeah. Right. So yeah Fate fell in my favor that day. (laughs) So I suppose, you know, because we actually have to talk about beer at some point. Um, I think one of the, uh, I think one of the, one of the joys, I suppose, of all this is just sort of, of all this lockdown is actually, you know, there's always, there's still all these new beers and I appreciate them so much more because they're like, uh, because to me, it's become like a sport going to the bottle shop and finding the latest new beer. Like, um, I feel like when that we got when Keyboard Warrior come out from Deeds, yeah. Um, I feel like the um, every single per, every single person I saw online or on Beer Throat or something suddenly they're like, "Hey, hey, look! I found Keyboard Warrior somewhere," and and I feel like it's sort of you know in terms of the new beer world, it's it's almost like a boom time. Um, what have you guys found? Yeah, like the um, I find the same thing. Like look. This week just passed. Hop Nation just casually dropping those two new hazies. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know about those. What happened there? Uh, what is it know. like the, the the one tug and the Melbourne Fog? I think it's called. Cool. There's like a hazy IPA and a hazy pale. <laughs> and they just yeah, just like casually went. Oh yeah, by the way, we're releasing two beers this week with like no fanfare. I guess I guess you don't really you don't really need the fanfare, do you? Mm. Captive audience. Yeah. yeah, everyone's being like, "Oh, well, I, I'm just going to get everything that I can from the bottle shop at the moment." Yeah, or just anything that appears online just sells out super fast. Mm. Like you know, whatever you know, you know, deeds or range or whoever releases whatever is you know, turned gone. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Like I think yeah, the home drinking. I think yeah, you kind of um, yeah you. Pay more attention to kind of like you know what you're drinking and like you know sort of appreciating a bit more and sort of just thinking about it because you know if you're out on like a night out at like the pub and stuff, it's very easy for it all just to blur into kind of a haze. Whereas um, you know when you're kind of sitting there and you're kind of looking at it, thinking about it, and you've got the can and stuff to read, like you know that, that's kind of cool. Um, wait, did did you mean that as a, a t- intentional gag? A literal blur goes into a haze. That was unintentional, but cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, go me. Nice. <laughs> but, um, Paul, what have you found new? What have you found exciting? Well, the thing that I'm actually finding is that I'm forgetting that places still do, like, gravel refills and still have beer on tap because I've now gotten so trained on the whole can. It's like can and bottle, but barely anything is coming in bottles anymore. It's almost all cans nowadays. But um, like I went to Beer Mash and Near Far last Saturday. And yeah, both of them, I'm like, damn, I should have bought my squealers. Like there is 
good stuff still appearing on taps, I've just really stopped paying attention to it because I'm just going to places completely thinking, yeah, what's new? And it was actually, it was more of the imports actually that I was finding interesting because local stuff very much in the home delivery now. So it comes out, what's going online, do an order. But um, actually just going to the bottle shop and seeing what's, you know, come in that's maybe not local. So I got some like a left-handed giant stout, which was really good. I got a good cloud water beer. And it was just like, yeah, because I'm completely not paying attention to much in the way of international releases. When I'm at home, I'm really focused on the local stuff. So when I'm actually going to a bottle shop and seeing what's new and yeah, what's imported is actually a real bit of a thrill. It, it is it is kind of cool. Um, I uh, I went to, I got the the new co-conspirators the uh, the pastry chef and I went I uh, it was it became that adventure because I went I knew I wanted to go out and get it so I went to so I went to Black Arts first and I couldn't get it at Black Arts so then I kept on walking up and then uh, where did I go to next I think I went to um, I went across my IGA for the simple fact that sometimes the IGA has all this sort of stuff. No, no sign of it, but that, that's the one that has all the deeds. But then I went over to Miss Moses, which is now a, which is now a bottle shop and takeaway um, when it was a bar. And I walk in there and there's like hundreds of pastry chefs. But it was sort of like, you know, it became that quest for me. It was a good beer. It was a very good beer. Yeah, I was pretty stoked with it. Um, they just... I'm not saying they can do no wrong because everyone will do, do wrong at some point, but they've really done a good job of it. That and the uh, the fall guy as well. Oh yeah, that's really good. Well, I I, I found because my quarantine's box took a, a little longer than everyone else's to arrive. Um, then that uh, went by the time I went to drink, like because the fall guy I think is. I can't remember. It's like midway midway through, but a lot of people had already checked it in, and so by the time I went to drink it, I look on Untapped, and it's like, oh, it's like there's like all of my friends have already drank this. Um, and it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, but but then that but the weird part was so that I um wrote I, I did, did, did my did my check in, and I think I gave it um, four stars or something. That, that then I look then I look you know just to just to satisfy myself, and I look and say, oh, everyone else gave it about four stars too. It's it's always it's always nice when you get um when that um your because uh, I think there's that fear that when you're spending all of your time at home and you only bouncing your ideas off yourself um for beer uh, beer things then you'll think everyone everything is amazing or everything everything is terrible without actually you know um having anyone to um ask about and um say well what did you think about this yeah I found I've gotten really lazy with my untapped check-ins which is yeah same. Kind of- Counterintuitive. I would you would mm. think that just being at home, it'd be a lot easier. But like, I didn't check in any of my beers from Saturday from last night. I've checked in any yet, and it's like, why? Like, I so easily can more easily than normal. Yeah. But and maybe it's almost like a thing. So when you have your beer and you're out, people say it's and it's interesting because a lot of people said, oh, you know, untapped. It's antisocial, but. If you're all kind of checking in your beer and talking and looking at other people's check-ins at the same time, then actually is a thing you're doing together. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're by yourself, you're like, oh, whatever, I'll do it another time. <laughs> but if everyone's doing it, you're like, oh, it's a thing that we're all doing. 
Yeah, I did all mine when I when I filled the recycling bin on on Thursday night. I basically took all the recycling. That's when I have to do mine. I look at the yeah. recycling because like because now that now that now that you can use the camera to scan the barcodes, it's really convenient. So I was just scanning them all as I just chucked them into the recycling bin. So yeah, it was, it was perfect. I I, I have oh, uh, late check-ins, Jeff. Oh God, yeah, uh, but I don't I don't mark them as late check-ins. You see, I'm not one of those. those <laughs> No, I, I had that dilemma where I had the uh, what was it the, the Molly Rose beer from the Quarantini's box, and it was um, uh, it doesn't have a barcode on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and I look at it, and it's like, how am I supposed to check this in? I'm not going to type things in. <laughs> so obviously, individual sale. Uh, I don't know if it had that or not. I don't think it does. I think it, I think they're just lazy. <laughs> um so i guess while we've been talking about all this um quarantini's box what do, what do people think about that whole thing yeah it's good i mean i was well jeff and i were lucky enough to be in the local zone so we got ours pretty much right away but i've been actually drinking through it very slowly so you know we've had a few saved for this podcast and yeah i've been just I've had so many beers, to be honest, coming through that I've kind of been interspersing Quarantini's beers with my um, with my other beers. So I'm looking at what's coming in. I drank all the really fresh stuff first, then a lot of the other stuff I'm kind of leaving or thinking, oh, I've got a few like strong IPAs coming, so I'll stick one of the low ABV sours in to make sure I've got something to balance that off on that night when I'm drinking something. So that's kind of my pattern. I'm not at all looking at the suggested drinking list. Yeah, I've been the same. I think I'm, I'm maybe through like maybe like 10 of the 24 or, or something like that. Like, yeah, not even, I don't think I'm even halfway through it or maybe I am and I've just forgotten what was in the quarantine's box and what was in elsewhere because there's just so much beer in the fridge now. But, yeah, um, I mean, it's been good. I think, I think you know, and, and also obviously Carwin's done theirs and then near and far they've got their kind of, you know, their, their quarantine's box as well. And so I think it's just been cool that everyone's, you know, just sort of getting creative around, you know, things to do in, in, in this sort of environment, sort of, you know, catering to what people are likely to want to, you know, want to consume and stuff like that. And it's been, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I'm about halfway through at the moment and yeah, went through the hoppy stuff relatively quickly just for the sake of it being fresh. And then, yeah, already had enough beers in the fridge than trying to get 24 in there was a bit of an effort. And so just like whittling it away bit by bit and yeah, I've got the stuff that we're saving for the podcast really and a couple of the dark things that I'm not rushing to get to. Although I will say I keep I keep seeing people posting about the, what is it, the, um, the Bad Shepherd peanut butter? Yeah. But, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I like, well, 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 maybe I'll, maybe I'll have that one at some point soon. <laughs> But it, 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 uh, the, I, yeah, uh, Kyle, I took the same approach. Uh, actually, I think I stole everyone's approaches here because I took the same approach as you, Kyle, in terms of putting the, um, like having the hop, hop, hop friendly ones first um, and putting the stats at the back. But then, Paul, I've also found myself um, having a balance where that I'll have like um, a strong beer, then I'll have myself a sour. Um, and my sale will be like the last one of the night. And that's partly like the one thing that really surprised me about that was the, um, what was it? The stomping ground raspberry one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, 
Yeah, it almost tastes. It almost had that. Um, I mean, it's probably probably nothing like it in terms of um, how it's made, but it almost had like a Rodenback sort of um, creek sort of taste to it. Oh yeah, and and I remember sipping. It's like, and you know, it's the sort of thing where I'm I'm certain all the beer people out there will say, um, "No, that's Chris. That's terrible." But uh, or that's or that's like a crazy idea. But I think to me, it was what made it what made it interesting was just the fact that um it evoked the same sentiment, even if it wasn't um, made in the same way. Yeah, I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to say, though. I've, yeah, I, I had that one um, on one of my sort of um, one of the days it was quite nice out on the balcony because that sort of seemed like good, good, um, mm. good sour drinking weather. Like, I think I can agree. I can, I can, I can get behind that. I think that sense. All right. Bandwagon for all. Speaking of Creek, um, one, one thing I did order was um, the Pikes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they were going through their their cellar and they found a bunch of their old old creeks that they did. So it's like a I think fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. All right, cool. They buy like the vertical tasting pack. So I'm awesome. I I think I've mentioned on here one of my earliest introductions to craft beer was the um the sort of the Cherry Creek at the whatever brand it was that they had their Belgian beer cafe in Perth back in like uni days. When I didn't even drink beer, but I loved every Wednesday before uh, going before going to Carnegie's for half price Long Island iced teas. Hashtag a creek and some fritz after uni on a Wednesday. So yeah, and it still is to my day one of my favourite like, styles of beer. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what these yeah, these three are. Yeah, I, I I saw that on must have been on Insta, and I thought to myself. What what the fuck is Paul up to here? Um, yeah, if, just, if, um, if Victorian lockdowns are reduced, maybe we can maybe we can all try them. <laughs> uh, give we'll find a, out in nine days. One out in a week. Yeah. Oh, oh, but oh, by the time by the time you hear this, um, maybe uh, maybe in like a couple of days. Yeah. Depending on yeah. how um, fast I am in getting this online. Well, I mean, WA—they've—they've they've gone to gatherings of no more than ten. So I'm on Facebook, and all my friends back in Perth are all got dinner parties and going to each other's houses for drinks and stuff. And it's like, God damn it! No. <laughs> but I feel like WA what WA were onto it before any of us were, weren't they? They, they well, mean, none, none of those, none of those um, cruise liner cases or anything. Mm, good point. The cruises didn't get didn't get as far as Perth. Yeah, I think I think Tassie was probably on it fastest, but WA was on it pretty quick as well. I think in terms of closing borders and subdividing it into like you know nine mini WAs that you weren't allowed to travel between and things like that. I mean, I I, I think the on completely non beer beer related topics, I feel like all of this feels like um, it feels like a like a Hunger Game style situation where you know um, the a WA divided into like um, thirteen sectors. Um, and that you know, like they're all fighting against each other. But I feel like we're in sci-fi territory now. Yeah, getting very dystopian. Exactly. Twenty-eight days later. Exactly. Um. So, I reckon, I reckon we should run off and actually drink the beer that we've all been like officially drink the beer that we've all been sipping for the past um well twenty minutes or so. Yeah. Sounds sensible. Let's do it.
and we are back. And we're on to our first beer, and it's a beer that, well, we've all been sipping for a while. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us what it is? Um, so I've got the Hawkers and Bailbreaker collab, the Steph Lex to Party. So it was a beer that was made for the collaborational at Carlin. <laughs> Does not work um, with virtual backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. I like that invisible can that they made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that James Bond film. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so... Hawkers a little while ago did a beer called Tom Likes to Party. Oh, no, Tom Needs More Friends. And that was named after... So I can't remember who within the industry, but I think it was another one of the Cryer Malt um, crew. And so Steph is their marketing manager. So they decided when they were going to do it, they'd continue their little collab name thing of naming it after someone from one of the companies they work with. Um, I've been having Zoom calls with like a group that Steph is in a part of over the past few weeks. And on Friday, we had a virtual beer launch because the beer launch for this would have been collaborational. And obviously that didn't happen. Which is a bit rude. So we had a bunch, yeah. So we had a bunch of people from industry and we all uh, got together, got dressed up, had this beer, had a had a little party. <laughs> as as much as anyone can have Zoom parties. Exactly. But um or at least um, you know, f- physical parties in an um, online space, which sounds way low and way and more dickish. So what we're yeah, saying is the next one should be Steph likes to Zoom party. Yes. <laughs> uh Hawkers Oh uh, yeah, how 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 long till we get a uh a COVID or Zoom named beer. Oh god! Probably already exists. Must. Yeah. It's it's got to be close. If it isn't, if it's not, I mean, uh, uh, it, well, there's I mean, a lot in tanks. <laughs> sorry, there's got to be a lot in tanks. Yeah, but a lot of a lot in tanks. Yeah, just- stuff is just about to be named now. I mean, we already have all the ISO beers that came out as part of you know the quarantine's box. So surely, mm. yeah, there'll be there'll be stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, so we only got wait with the with the quarantinis, what we got the berry isolated and the sour iso ale. Is that the only oh and the cabin fever, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The ones that are clearly clearly named for the uh the whole situation. But th- this is a quiet deeds um um label waiting to happen. Yeah. Throw it out to them. I'm sure they've got something in tank that's about to come out. So um back to Steph. First impressions, people, or fourth or eighth or sixteenth impressions. It's it's exactly what I want from a double IPA. It's really good. Hoppy um, punchy, but I mean nine and a half percent. It doesn't hide the booze. Like it tastes like a nine and a half percent beer, but it doesn't taste like a beer that's overly boozy. If that makes sense. Yeah, and also it's not um, it's not like you know, like how some of the double IPAs are like really, really like sweet. It's like not mm. like super, mm. super sugary or sweet. I think they've managed to like use the hops to do what they're supposed to do, which is to make the beer not taste yeah like a barley wine, basically. So yeah, no, it's it's, it's good. Kyle? Yeah, and it's definitely got a like really good. Um, 
The thing I'm loving about it is having a real strong malt profile. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of new new world double IPAs, you get that sweetness or they go really low on the malt so they can just go real hectic on the hops. This is really well balanced. Yeah, mm. well, it's experimental hop 692 from Bale Breaker. Oh, yeah. Company in Yakima, Washington, US. There you so go. Party, it's one of their experimental hops. Uh, Supposedly, Tom Tom doubled his friends since the Tom beer, so that's why it's a double. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Tom. We're proud of you. Um, can, well, can I, I, just I like say, what we in the untapped description there. It's very very informative. But can I just say before we get to the untapped descriptions, um, I, I was a massive skeptic of uh, Hawkers' new branding. Um, but I feel like this can uh, nails it. It's yeah. so it's mm. so good. It's like um, very cool. Yeah, it's just really well done. Really interesting. Um, it, it, it yeah, it makes you makes you notice it. But it also makes you um, notice it. Um, apparently, we're supposed to serve it at four degrees. Um, and it's got this awesome logo at the bottom that just says "Drink fresh, hops fade fast," which I quite like. That's yeah. That that whole little. I mean, someone that doesn't have a the clear can thing mm. make show, show that. But that's actually really handy. Like, gives you your, your three stars on your hot malt yeah. yeast profile, telling you when you yep. should serve it, saying you should drink it soon. Like that's. I've also I've said that with um wine. Like, wouldn't it be great if all wine you know when winemakers actually write the year. When, when they think that you should drink, mm. drink now, or we recommend you drink between these years. It's just yep. handy, really handy. Well, they they often they often tell you when you're at the winery doing the tasting, yeah. but like like I've got no fucking chance of remembering label, that yeah. after doing a day of wine tasting. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was when I was in Eden Valley years ago. We went to this place and um oh, the. It's this um, winery, it's this sort of cellar door for all the wineries in kind of the Barossa, Eden Hill and all Valley and all that that can't, aren't big enough to have their own cellar doors. And the guy behind the, behind, um, helping us out was the husband of the person that normally runs it. And he was already drunk when we went there. They were closed, but he opened up for us. And that was such a great experience. But um, we learnt so much. And he actually, because he's a winemaker himself, he just normally doesn't do the, dealing with people part of it and um he wrote he actually wrote down got a pen out and all the bottles we bought said yep this is when you should drink this is when you should drink this and pretty much last year and this year we're now pulling out those bottles and we're like bang that one bang that one it's just great like everyone should just put that stuff on their bottles when you should drink this nice i guess the closest we've seen to that with the uh beer stuff is those stone Enjoy before, yeah. enjoy yeah. after. Enjoy after, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about those. Do they still? Do they still happen? I haven't seen them in ages. Yeah, I think they just don't come over here anymore because they don't get here before the dates. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are other people saying about this? That's a good question. Should have yeah, thought to look at that really. Um, like you know, it's like it's not like we've been doing this for a while. Well, Glenn, Glenn G, um, obviously drinking it at home. Uh, it's my party, 
3.9. Nicely done, Glenn. Uh, Kelton H at home. Fuck, I can certainly see why she likes him. Four out of five. Uh, Jeff Jeff B, a darker red IPA compared to the majority these days. Resin, sharp and toffee. It's like a hot zombie three or four years ago. Yum, 4.25. I kind of get where they're coming from with that. Is this technically a red or is it? uh, I don't know. I mean, I think just that the... Compared to the hazy stuff, it looks yeah. I mean, I was going to say like if you told if you told someone this is a red IPA, you're like, well, I don't quite believe you because it's not quite as dark as a red IPA, but it's like it's, I mean, it's on, on that part of the color wheel. <laughs> if only you could like see it in front of the background. Maybe. Yeah, is cool. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. So I remember, hey. remember clear, clear color. Sorry. Remember clear cola in the nineties? It was just lemonade. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so maybe yeah. like. You know, maybe clear beer is the... Uh, yeah, intro. Like, like the clear IPA. Um, Evan T at home said, more more multi than hoppy, question mark. Not what I was expecting, 3.75 out of 5. So, but it's, you know. I mean, it does say it on the can, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah, friend, friend of the show, Francis. Uh, first off, that colour looks like a double rye, which that's, yeah, that's probably where I'd go more than a red IPA. Mm-hmm. Like getting that darker note from the rye. Um, the nose is subtle. The palate is not caramel, barley, dry lime, uh, bit of finish, grapefruit rind. I wanted a larger spread of flavour. It's too quiet for 9.5%. 3.25, which I think is controversial. Wow. That is a yeah. complicated review. Good work. Yeah. Way more complicated than we what we would do. This one here, Josh D, saying the opposite of what Jeff was saying and what I agree with. I agree with Jeff, not Josh D. Um, quite sweet. Got almost syrupy by the end of the glass. Three stars. Mm. Yeah. And That's I'm interesting. Agree with, I'm agreeing with what Jeff said. I think this is not one of those sweet ones at all. It's not syrupy. Interest, interesting. Hmm. Um, what else have we got? Uh, uh, Lee W at home. Collab with Ball Breaker. This is a big, dark, multi-smooth, hoppy, boozy monster of a dipper. I'll be back for more of this lip smacker, that's for sure. 4.5 out of 5. Uh, SPB. Hopefully Steph's li- Steph likes an extended Zoom party as this one is pushing on past midnight. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy at home. Oh, yeah, this is the stuff. Syrupy, boozy, big hops, extremely drinkable for 9.5%. Could do several of these before realising it was a terrible idea. Quarantini number five. And he gave it four and a half as well. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of people rating this that are just being like, this amount of stars, Carwin Quarantinis. And that's their whole comment. Mm, mm. Hey, at least they're not saying it's a late check-in. It could be worse. Good point. <laughs> But um, like I'm going to mention one, um, though I normally don't, but I'm going to mention one because it's from our uh, old friend of the show, uh, Justin from Old Wives Out. And he, he um, obviously he is the old man of Old Man Yells at Cloud. And he yeah, just said, yeah. and he just um, commented, uh, crikey, Old Man Pops needs a nap after this beast. <laughs> It'll happen. 
Well, that's what happened to me last night. I was um, I was drinking, uh, oddly enough, and I was due to be on a call at like 11 o'clock with the London crew. And I thought, oh, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a 20 minute nap. I'm going to set an alarm and that's totally going to work. Nothing, nothing can go wrong here. <laughs> and so then I woke up at 5.30 in the morning going like, well, we missed that by a fair way. That's, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Should have just stopped and pushed through. The person, opinion, the person whose opinion we all want to know, uh, Michael Helm. Hey, ah, yes. tell me. Four stars, but he has nothing to say. Letting us down, oh, Jimmy. That guy. Shameful. Shameful. And then that is Peter J uh, from the Carwin the Carwin Quarantinis. I can see what the hype was about. One of the best double IPAs I've ever had. Piney hoppy goodness. Four point seven five. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a man that liked this beer. Well, we've got Joe at home. Um, spectacular, massive hop notes, but extremely satisfying malt backbone. Brilliant thick mouthfeel. So smooth. My beer of the year so far. Steph, I like the cut of your jib. Hashtag quarantinies. Five out of five. So just went, just went boom, five stars. And wow. God, there are going to be so many people just going like, oh, Steph, I, I like the cut of your beer. Yeah. Which I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot that are like, Steph really does love to party. <laughs> that, yeah. you, you do get the impression that there was, um, um, uh, that, that in their mind, they were like, nobody's ever done this gag before, ever. I'm going to be the first. Yeah. Hey, after a couple of the, a couple of these, you probably won't realise you're not being super original. Yeah, and you don't, you won't care, and that's fine. That's that's actually absolutely oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> All right, what do we think about this beer? Four stars for me. It's um, really well made. I enjoy it. I was maybe thinking going a bit higher, but. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it does. I don't think it does anything which pushes it above a four level. But it's it's on par with a lot of other really good double IPAs I've had. So I say it's just a really good example of a double IPA. Would drink again and again. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going to give it a four point two five just because I think the, and maybe this is just coloured by everything like all the stuff that we've generally been having over the last couple of years, which all been very 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 hop forward, so either like aiming for like the juicy or the piney or whatever, like, and this is like just the first example of something um, quite alcoholic, which also sort of has that hot malt balance, which is which is really quite interesting. So, so yeah, so it's probably being, um, you know, a bit overly um, precise about it, but yeah, 4.25 for me. And I have a delivery at my door, so I'm going to, I'll be, but you, you guys can do the rest of this. I'll be back in one minute. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I reckon I'm at a I'm at a four. It's like big, big resiny, great malt body. It's yeah, just yeah. What Paul said, great example of a double IPA, sort of up there with a lot of the stuff that's coming out of Australia at that like higher end of the double IPA scale. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I think you're all under something. I'm. This is a four for me. Um, I mean, I could go higher i mean i really i really enjoy it but the problem is the bar is getting really high now like i think i think about this and then i think about like um uh what was it the i think about the fall guy um from co conspiracy i think well that's kind of it's, uh, I, I enjoyed it the same as i enjoyed this or i think about uh 
like Be Kind Rewind from uh, uh, Mountain Culture, who, which I will admit uh, there was a brief moment where it's like, oh, let's just drink more Mountain Culture beers. Um, but then I realized it's really good. It was amazing. But then it's like, well, I I would get I would give that like a four point two five or something. But would I give this? Um, so I'm sticking with four for now. So on that note, there. Sorry, we can hear Jeff's uh, delivery occurring there. <laughs> on on that note, I think we should move on to our last beer. That sounds good. Good. And we are back, and we're on to our last beer. And we're sticking with the Corentinis pack because, well, you know, that's pretty much everything in my fridge. And we're going to go with the uh, the Berry Isolated uh, from our uh, very good friends at Old Wives Hours. And we love these guys. And we love the Old Wives, uh, Old Man Yells at Cloud beer. I think it's it's still a, such an amazing beer. Same with the, like, the dark, the double Old Man Yells at Cloud. I, I use him older man could work there however this has according to facebook and stuff and according to them themselves has a bit of an issue where it's got sediment um is that the is that the thing is it like it's got yeah something happened after it was put in cans and it tastes the way it was supposed to taste but yeah there's sediment sediment is there so it's like an old-fashioned beer however so we've decided that we need to pour it in our own way so I have I have a strainer here. Yeah, uh, what, what have you got? I have a uh, Hario V60 coffee pour over filter thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, what have you got? I've got a strainer also, similar to you. And Kyle? And I've got the strainer from the inside of a teapot. Yes. Yeah, nice. That's probably much more sensible than this thing. So well, I just picked it because it fits perfectly inside the glass. Yeah, I thought I had a teapot strainer thing but evidently i don't so this is going to be a little bit challenging to make sure it doesn't go everywhere well, but it makes for great video well i don't know what the head situation is going to be like oh, oh it's going to be awful so far well there's not going to be any head in the beer there's a lot of head in the uh in the the, the filter here and this strain doesn't really work yeah man i did have a cup size strainer but I figured this was uh, this was much more interesting. It's way more entertaining. <laughs> um, hilariously, I've lost count of the amount of um, beer festivals that this laptop has been to, and I've never got beer on it until I do it in my own bloody house. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, I need to go get some uh, some some equipment to wipe the desk here. So I'll be I'll be back in in one month. Um, <laughs> so interestingly, the the head is blooming like when you pour the coffee with the proper kettle and you get that bloom. Oh yeah! But basically, the froth is blooming like the coffee Ooh. does. But, I mean, it's a very uh, very clean, filtered, non sedimenty beer in the. In the mm. But Kyle had your stoner. Oh well, I have. I don't think I've hit the point where I've got the sediment. Because the, uh, the, the the good beer week tekus only hold about it looks like two seventy ish mils. Yeah. So it's so, so yet to come. Yeah. So so after uh, I get a few sips in, we'll see how we go with the sediment. Jeff, how did yours turn out? 
Uh, just massive head so far, like no, no sediment to. Yeah, I can't even. I don't think I even saw any sediment pour out of this can. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In saying that, like as I I pulled up the uh, untapped just to get it ready, and mm. one of the third things, the pitcher is like, that's a chunky boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Rude. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see like the, a snow globe of a uh, like a snow globe of a beer. Yeah, that's actually. I guess it didn't necessarily affect every can. I guess. Yeah. Um, I so, I guess that it would affect more the um, depending on where the can is from within the canning run. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. obviously, the closer you get to the bottom, you're going to get more more yeast down the bottom of the tank. So I guess it's more likely to happen that way. Yeah. What I find interesting is so the, the bottom of this V60 thing fits pretty much perfectly into this this glass. Yeah, right. The glass. And you can even tell height-wise, like That's another cool. couple of millimet millimetres, it wouldn't have, would have been a failed experiment. But... Well, well I'm, I'm doing this cold drip style. But as you, as you can see, I've got the I've got the head there. But uh, oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. Have you got it? In I, got, a, in a I got nothing in the filter, so I'm I'm actually going to get some water in this and see if there's like any sediment still like hanging around at the bottom of the can. Wise move. The only thing about these filters is now it's quiet. Now I'm basically down to a drip by drip trickle, but the head is pretty much right at the top. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so mine, like, yeah, the heads come out all right in the end. Mm. You can see, you can tell uh, there, you can tell where the what the beer situation is. Oh, no, so there definitely is some sediment down there. That's why it's slowed down, I think. I think there's a little bit of sediment blocking the that's uh, just blocking up. Blocking mm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm mine had nothing. You got nothing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just disappointing. We have sediment. Yeah, I feel like I've been ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to, uh, you know, stir it just to get the... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, get that a bit more. All right, everyone except Paul, who um, is still working on his. Um, what are our first impressions? Nice. No, so the raspberry isn't too overpowering. Like, mm. I find that you can get that with a bunch of fruited, like a fruited nipa, where you're just like, well... You know, they probably wouldn't have had to put hops in this because you're just getting big, punchy fruit right at the front, but there's still the underlying beer in there, which is good. I mean, it just adds like a an extra note to a beer that I already thought was pretty good. It, it's always been a solid beer. Jeff? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm liking it. I agree with Kyle. Like, yeah, this, the raspberry is is there, but it's not, um, yeah, it's not just, it doesn't, um, yeah, doesn't screw up the general balance of the thing. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm liking it so far. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tomorrow sometime. So you know, going to be like, filtered as fuck. Yeah, super filtered. Like there will be no sediment in Paul's glass. No. <laughs> that is a clean looking beer. Look at that color. <laughs> But I, I feel like we need to set up a separate camera just for um, Paul's um, pour. Yeah, I'm now, I'm now squeezing it with my, yeah. 
obviously everyone can see what I'm doing because now we do podcasts on video. Mm. Um, there we go. All right. I'm just going to uh, put this in the sink and wash my hands. <laughs> so while Paul is away, um, what are people saying about this? people saying uh, let's see uh, so i've got robin t um looks odd but tasted good 3.75 so this is the i wonder if it'll actually show up or if it's going to be too weird contrast but yeah no that's too weird too bright but yeah that's the the snow globe pour but he, yeah. for 3.75 when it's that chunky that's a pretty good review mm. yeah it's a good result uh, James T, lovely raspberry notes to the classic old man base. A careful pour followed by a swirl of the remnants if you're worried about sediment. Regardless, the flavour is the same and tasty. Exclamation mark. Four out of five. Right. Um, uh, just interjecting, Paul, well, now that you've actually got yours, um, give, us a, give us your first impressions. Hey. Um... good it is definitely you can tell the base beer is there and it's not an intense so it's not like the um yeah it's not a um doesn't taste like a fruity beer as such it's more like it's got those subtle hints of fruit to it mm. i like it i mean on that topic grant m says the raspberry is muted and not in your face it's adding a new dimension to our life's fruity neat and also softens the citrus citrus rind finish not bad at all Gave it three, gave it 3.5 out of five. Nice. Yeah, uh, Evan C. Strawberry milk bottle candy, boost all berry bang smoothie, and guava puree on the aroma. Yogurtesque and powdery body. Flavors of ground sesame, mixed berry splice ice cream, salted cranberry soda, and a granular granola bar finish. 3.25. Yeah, right. That's. Um, Words, yeah. Words. Sesame? Yeah, he said, uh, what is it? Yeah, ground, ground sesame in the in the flavour. Wow. Sure. Um, 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 can I just flag for people? This is the snow globe effect they're talking about. Ah, oh. there you go. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, mine's, mine's, got a, mine's got a bit in there. Um, mine has nothing. Not too bad. Yeah, same here. It's like, cool. Look, so it turns out um, strain is used for flour and not effective with beer. V60, that's the, uh, that's the way to go. Yeah. Mm. Paul, what have you got next to you? Oh, no, sorry. That, oh, that's from the brewery. That's, that's, that, that's Shannon. Yeah. And that's like, that would have been, uh, this was the day we brewed um, Bruce. Yeah. Good work, Shannon. Yeah. Hi, Shannon. Hi, all of old wives. Um, all right. Give me more reviews, people. All right. Uh, ba, 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 ba. So we've got Jono. Uh, Steer Clear Gelman, Floaty City. If you can ignore the chunks, it's a solid tasting Nipah. Plenty of raspberry, thumbs up, but still gave it four out of five. So, oh well. You yeah. got to ignore the chunks. We've got uh, Ben M. He purchased at his local celebrations. The guy at the shop said this was nice and he was right. Would certainly be enjoyed best in the Swedish summer, but deliciously smooth at home with a steak as well. And he's got a, 
he's like drinking his beer and he's also cooking two very nicely uh, marbled looking T-bones. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. I just like the obscure mention of the Swedish summer. Yeah, and summer is not like summer. Mm. Like, like that, like that weird film from uh, from last year or this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Marty D, beefed up berry fruited ale. Tossing up whether making it sweet would be a good thing or just make it acrid. Three point seven five out of five. Kyle, you got anything? Uh, let's see. James S. Interesting. Lots of sediment in this. Was hoping for more raspberries, but nice. 3.5. So I think a lot of them seem to be um whether whether the people can put their mind past the the sediment. The snow globe effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a challenge because um it, it's almost like because you can taste like taste that chunkiness um if you're paying attention to it uh, i mean it's yeah it's a, mm. it's complicated because it is a nice beer but it's also you know it's very old man is clouded by um sediment mm. it'd be pretty interesting to see um everyone that's rated this poorly because of the sediment if they had it straight from the can mm. how they'd how they'd rate it good point I think it definitely needs to be brewed again. Mm. Yeah, I reckon they should take another another swing at it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it I think yeah I think it definitely I mean I I quite like it I think like yeah I think if you can yeah if you don't have the visual aspect of it um, and obviously there's an actual taste element of it there's sediment in there then yeah I think it probably changes it quite a lot. Mm. Well, I guess yeah. What are what what do we think? Give me an out of five. Uh, I'm going to give it a three seven five. I just I don't like it as much as the previous bit, so so I guess yeah, that's sort of where I land on. Like it's good, but yeah, that's 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 mm. me. Yep, um, I'm giving it a three seven. Um, if I could give three point seven five, I would give it a three point seven five. But um, no, three point seven for me. Yeah, I like, would drink it again, but I want to. Yeah, I want to see him take another crack at it. Wait, wait, wait! Put the brakes on there. So with the with like the paid version of Untapped, you can only do three point seven five, but you can do three point seven, three point eight. And you can only do it in like point one increments. That's hilarious. Silly. <laughs> 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 That's great. Um, Kyle, three point seven. Yeah, I reckon it's a three point seven five for me. Um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely the like a good beer in there, but I think it yeah it just needs another crack at it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with all of that. It's uh, I'm not loving the like the berry. I'm not sure if it adds to it um, or it adds to it in a way that I'd like. I, I mean, it's still it's still like a three point seven five for me, but it's like it. Uh, it could, I feel like it could be so much better and not just because it's a snow globe. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated because uh, old, old man yells at Clad is such a good beer. And, you know, you, you can tell that that's where the base is, but it's like, I don't know, the raspberry just seems off balance. 
Yeah, I can see that. And whether it's whether that is a recipe issue or it's something relating to the thing that um the thing that causes the snow globe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if that gets sorted and they keep this like basically get it so the snow globe thing doesn't happen, maybe the same recipe is fine. And it just yeah, it's that sediment issue that's causing yeah. the flavor to be a bit off whack. No, I think it's a good point. Um, uh, old wives ales, we love you. Um, uh, please, please don't, uh, pl- uh, please see, see all of this as not offensive. Um, um, ma- uh, uh, make this awesome. So I think we're about done for this episode. I have no idea how many minutes in we are probably about 50 or so. Um, uh, we will be back, uh, in the next fortnight, I guess depending on if we can be bothered and when our schedules are aligned. So, assuming yeah, about lockdown. lockdown situation may be different by then. Good point. I don't know what we'd do if we actually actually have to be in the same room as other people. Because, yeah, this actually yeah, we works like, quite well. Like, we should just do the podcast in this format all the time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be quite interesting if the, like, the lockdown stuff eases slightly and we go, oh, cool, now we can record it in the same room. But because of that, no video. <laughs> it's actually true. That's actually how this yeah. plays out. So now we have this, like, yeah, there's this automatic video recording facility. Like, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Mm. Never mind this. So well, that is. Works when you're in the UK. Sorry? It certainly works for when you're in the UK. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon, anyway. But um, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. In 2021. <laughs> so, on all those notes, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective, um, chatting chatting to you from our per- home pubs to you. Um, I've been Chris Shorten. With me, with me has been Carl Campbell. Ciao. With me, with me has been Jeffrey Chi. That's the next time. With me has been Paul Christoph. Good night. And we will see you in a fortnight-ish. Later. Thank you.